Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of What is Past is Prologue. I'm the past. And I'm the prologue. And we are here today with a couple of uh, people that Prologue knows from her school. Yes, yes, we are. Uh, we had a friend and family gathering this weekend, and I invited a couple people down to visit us. So if the two of you, we have two special guests today, would like to introduce yourselves. So tell them, tell everybody how you know these folks first. Uh, so I, I know both of them from college. Uh, I'm going to be a junior in college next year, getting my bachelor's degree, and I met them both my freshman year. One of them was my roommate, and one of them is my current significant other. So, so oh, that current significant other, that sounds transitory. I did have two before this one, so, <laughs> so <laughs> not the first significant other I possess. Your, your roommate from year one, by the way, is my adoptive daughter. Yeah, we're we're stealing so, we're yeah. stealing her forever. So um, in, introduce them and uh, everybody say hello. Well, let's start with my roommate. If you would love to introduce yourself, hi. I guess you could say that I'm the roommate slash adopted daughter. Thank you. Uh, name? Um, I'm Brianna. Yes, this is Brianna. I appreciate Brianna. We're codependent. <laughs> the absolute most codependent roommates ever, and it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's well, perfect. We can function without each other. It's okay. We definitely don't have a cult that we started. It's fine. No, no. we're fine. We're going to have two more roommates next year, and they'll also be codependent, so stay tuned. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Steven. I'm the transitory boy toy of <laughs> prologues. <laughs> Yes, uh, we've been dating what two months now, roughly, because we technically like made yeah. it official a couple months back. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of up in the air at this point. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and wasn't your first date supposed to be Olive Garden, and that never happened? Yeah, we were supposed to go eat at my favorite restaurant, and then COVID was around, and I didn't have a car, so we're like, you know what, we'll put that off and do something else. So we didn't really start dating until like the very, very end of the year. But we were talking before then, so so it's been a couple months. In order to get to know everybody better, I thought that we would just play a game of favorites. And so we have a list of favorite things that each of us has, and we are going to give them to you on air. So um, favorite number one is, if you could only have one kind of pet, what would it be? Prologue. Uh, I would absolutely have a dog again. I had a dog for almost 11 years uh, throughout my life so far. She died, God, three years ago, a little over three years ago about, about three and a half years ago. So I haven't had a dog for a long time. I can't afford to have a dog right now, let me be clear. But uh, she was the dumbest dog in existence. Yes, she was, we can still smell the stupid <laughs> in the house. There, she, you looked in her eyes and you saw pudding instead of a brain. She was the dumbest dog that's ever existed, but she was so sweet. Sweet dog, though. I yeah. loved her to death. She wouldn't hurt a fly. Uh, her name was Penny, and I, I don't think I'd ever have another... She was a Labrador retriever, uh, but I don't think I'd ever have another lab again. Their ear problems and their hip dysplasia is just too much. But uh, I would definitely have a dog again, and I probably will in the future. All right. Let's go around the table counterclockwise. Steven? Uh, yeah. The kind of pet that I would have would be probably a dog because that's what I know best and dogs aren't that high maintenance compared to other pets because a lot of people think oh I want a weasel or a hamster and those things can get even you know sure mm -hmm. okay Brianna um I would normally agree with what everyone else has said so far with that they would want a dog 
but I'm unfortunately allergic to dogs. So I instead have resorted to having fish. And I think that's the best thing because I've got guppies. They each have got names. We've got Dijon. We've got Taco. We've got Bo. And we've got Casper. And they're the t- just my f- boys. The first two are food names. I named Dijon. That was that was all on. It's me. like a mustard. Yeah, because he's yellow. <laughs> yeah. and, and Taco. <laughs> yeah. Well, Taco it's was like... named Taco because he eats too much and he's orange. <laughs> so, do you enjoy seafood? No. I mean, neither not, <laughs> not, neither do I. So it works yeah. out. <laughs> so they don't have to worry about being made into sushi. Yeah. No. Uh, they also they're a little bit too small too. So I don't know. Yeah. Might be a little. Disturbing to making see sushi little... for a mouse or something. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I am a dog person. I, I think they have more personality than cats. I think cats are actually even lower maintenance than dogs. Oh, 100%. Because cats can take care of themselves. Yeah, basically, if you, you can leave them alone for a week, as long as they have food and water and a clean litter box when they start out, you can't do that with a dog. No. So, um, yeah. But uh, the, my real answer is I wouldn't have a pet. that's um that's the amount of work i'm willing to put into an animal so yeah that's really fair i don't blame you all right so let's do favorite hobby all right uh i'll we're still going counterclockwise so i'll go um i think the thing i probably do well i technically i probably read more than anything i read a lot of books i read a lot of online stuff but if I had to pick something I enjoy doing more, I write a lot. I write all the time. And that's what I'm going to school for. So thank God I still enjoy it. I'm not burnt out on it yet. But uh, I, when I don't write, I'm also, or read, I play video games a lot. But I think writing is probably my top one. Okay. Steven? Uh, yeah, for me, it will probably be a lot of books and media uh, consumption, such as, I mean, I just put media because it's just whatever kind of floats into my general den in that kind of day and the other one will be tabletop role-playing games such as you know dungeons and dragons call of cthulhu that kind of stuff just because you know i really do enjoy just ruining my players days like if somebody (laughs) has less fun than they should have that's kind of my objectives complete (laughs) that's why we all play games so we can get pissed off (laughs) yeah uno ruins friendships i've played a bunch of uno in my day and oh boy (laughs) are all your friendships just completely gone now no see we would have hated each other if we weren't so intent on still beating each other we're just like we have to stay friends so we can play each other again okay so so normally friendship would be probably ruined but we're like no we gotta beat you now okay Fun fact, your mother won't play Monopoly with me anymore. No, uh, we made her play Monopoly with you uh, at a game night recently, and I was surprised she agreed to it. Yeah, that's the that was the first time in 15 years, probably. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love just, like, the complete, just, like, Monopoly is not an option. Don't, there's, like, three Monopoly boxes in this room we're in right now, and uh, we did play one of them. Uh, oh, we might have taken the original. Nope, there are three. I uh, lied. Yep. Not, we have the Mass Effect. We have the... Is a Risk one in here? Uh, no, we, no we have Mass Effect. We have Briaropoly on the top shelf. Uh, and yes. then Dogopoly Dog on the Opoly. other top yeah. shelf. We're okay. fine. Everything's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> is it odd that only one company makes the game Monopoly? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, go ahead. So what's yours, Brianna? Okay. Um, my favorite hobby would probably, my favorite hobby would probably be to take care of plants. 
I have a very serious and very bad addiction to plants. Um, I've got over 60 of them, specifically cacti and succulents are my preferred kind of plants, but you could probably ask me anything about, practically anything about a plant, and I could probably either answer the question or look at somewhere that would get me the answer very quickly. Okay. That's really fair. Uh, If you had your choice, our dorm room would only be plants. That is 100% true. Um, My future house is going to only be plants also. Build it out of wood. Well, okay, okay. (laughs) Your house is actually a tree. It's inside a tree. Yeah, I'll be living inside of a tree when I'm older, I guess. (laughs) So um, gaming is, I mean, just in general. Yeah. Almost any kind of game. Doesn't really matter what. Um, If you told me I had to pick something besides gaming, though, uh, I would say credit cards. You, you're very financially obsessed. It's so funny. Yeah. So um, I I like to get credit cards that give you cash back in different places and then load my wallet every month with the ones that are going to give this me the most This man watches benefit. YouTube videos on credit cards. Those are a real thing that <laughs> yeah. he does yeah. on a decently regular so, basis. In fairness, though, last year I had almost $2,300 of cash back. Nice. So. I definitely don't have that much. but <laughs> you know, for, for buying stuff that I had to buy anyway, right? So you pay your utility bill, you go out and eat, yeah. you go to the grocery store, fill your tank up with gas. You know, it all it all adds up. So and then they're like, here's $2,300 uh, yeah, for you. We're just going to give you this money back. All this right. This is yours That's now. for me. So, uh, yeah, that's probably the hobby. Um, I can't read. My glasses are gone. What's the next one? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. So uh, we'll do sports next because... I think everyone here has at least seen a sport before. Yeah. I don't know how sport-obsessed this particular group of people is. Not very. But uh, I, 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 I know Dad's answer for certain, so yeah. I picked the other favorite sport because I can never decide which one I like better. Um, I picked horse racing as my favorite sport, and so, it's in full swing right so now. Let's, so let's talk about that for just a second. I don't dislike horse racing. I think that it's cool to get into the breeding and, you know, hey, it's this sire and dam's, you know, offspring and that sort of thing. And the stables they come from and the training, that stuff's all cool to me. It's the five hours of pageantry and talking they have to do before a two-minute race. Yeah. So, big for those of you who aren't into horse racing at all, which I'm not surprised if any of you, I would be extremely surprised if any of you were, but, uh, so if you're on a, like, say Kentucky Derby Day, which is the one race day everyone probably has heard of, there are other races run on that day, but the whole day is there for the Kentucky Derby and the Kentucky Oaks, so all throughout the day, they are showing stats and, like, old races, and I'm like, do that in, like, the half hour, hour before the race. Show me the odds, and that way I can pick the long shot with the weirdest name. And put five bucks on it and then be done. There's too much pattern. The sport itself is very fascinating to watch, and it's really fun to compare. It's really, really great. Oh, by the way, did you guys watch the Derby this year, either of you? Uh, No. Like, in Mexico, we don't actually have those kind of things, so horse racing is some of the most American stuff I've seen. Okay, (laughs) and and actually, it's really big. It's big in in Japan and Europe and and Australia. Yeah, it's it's really taken off there. There's a lot of big stables from over there. Anyway, 
So, um, you guys, uh, you, uh, Brianna, you've known Rich for a while. Yeah. And Stephen, you just met Rich last night. Aye, aye. So, um, he, he's my bookie. And so he, he literally bets on everything. So when horse racing comes around, we'll all call him and say, Hey, put a nickel down for us on, you know, five bucks, three bucks, whatever we're going to do on whatever horses. So Kentucky Derby, my horse was soup Super and sandwich. sandwich. Who I also liked, by he the way. He was a long shot and he had the funniest name. So yeah. I'm like, I want three bucks on soup and sandwich. That horse is still freaking running. Yeah. Yeah. He, something <laughs> happened to him. I don't like, they said something was like real wrong. Like when they, when he got off the track, they're like something really went down there. So it was, yeah, because he was like in second and yeah. like really trying for first for a long time. And then all of a sudden it was just like, yeah, like, like wrong. he, like he got like shot or something they and threw him in reverse. Yeah. And it so, was crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So, horse racing's exciting. I think on Derby Day, there should be less. Like, if you want to do it on, like, Belmont Day, when, like, there are a bunch of the big races have been running, you're like, okay, here's the huge events that have led up to this moment. I don't mind if you spend a couple, three hours doing that. But, you know, I, I understand. But I mean, Derby Day's, like, it's a little ridiculous sometimes. I would even be okay with a two hour, you know, yeah. because then you can talk about all the horses individually and that sort of thing. But it gets to be a little lengthy. So. Yeah. So. Anyway, so how about you? What favorite sport, Stephen? Um, I didn't exactly choose a sport. Rather, the only physical activity I partake in, besides you know normal exercise, is jogging. Uh, and the only reason why I chose is because I actually remember this pretty all right story from me. Was back in ninth grade, I wanted to make myself run actually faster. Uh, not much of an endurance thing, but a speed thing. So the way I decided to go through it was grabbing my phone and loading up um, a playlist with a bunch of workout songs. But in the middle of them, I would have around 30 seconds of just somebody breathing in my right ear at random intervals. And I decided to run at 6 in the morning. And let's just say I was rapidly dissuaded by my decisions as I heard something with a couple legs skittering behind me. <laughs> It was. It wasn't one of my brightest moments, but it was sure one of my creative moments. That's funny. Um, so, um, were, were you looking to increase time over a certain distance, or? I think I just wanted to, you know, like my little like teenage brain just wanted to be like, oh, faster. They, I really don't have a concrete goal. Did you ever run track? Uh, no, I did not. Um, I usually just run jogging because it's honestly the easiest kind of exercise to do, and you can pretty much do it anywhere. Sure. Just need shoes. Mm. Um, or if you're really hardcore, you can just go barefoot. So your girlfriend ran a, ran track for a bit. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, you you scoff. You were really, really good at the 200. I was. Well, you know, in comparison to us, the other people at my school, at least. But so you know you know how uncoordinated she is. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. She could not start the race in blocks as much as I tried to train her, nope. it confused her. She couldn't. My she brain couldn't was do like, blocks. "How block?" So what do? she had to start just from an upright stance. So that put her at a disadvantage. She, she would always be behind at the beginning, but she's so long legged and was. She would come around that first turn like a freight train. Yeah. It was amazing. I was going to say, she's probably good at the track and field thing because it only takes two steps with her long, lanky legs to, like, cross the whole race. Right. That's the, that was the <laughs> thing. I'll tell you what. If track was less ridiculous practice and more meets, I might have stuck with it through high school. I don't know if I would have done it in college. I don't know if I care about it that much. I took you guys out and practiced a lot. Yeah. But just, like, I get that you... Ha- the, especially my school's track program 
it was not nearly specialized enough for what you wanted to do. They would throw, especially when I did it in middle school, they would throw people in events that they were not good at if they needed a runner. They would, like, they, everyone, like, sprint people had to do distance workouts. I'm like, this is, I don't need to do everything. I'm here to do sprints for you. And it was not nearly, like, I may, again, maybe if it had been more meets and less ridiculous practice, I might have stayed with it. But And your sister was actually pretty good at the distance races. Yeah. She didn't have the long enough stride to do the sprints, but. Yeah, no, um, I was a sprinter. I could do relays fine. So she messed up her hip, so. Yeah, no, uh, she threw her hip out of socket twice. So that was the end of that. Yeah. Um, all right, so, Brianna. Okay, um. I would probably have to say that my favorite sport would probably be soccer, but that's because I played it from the kindergarten all the way up until my freshman year of high school. I ended up having to stop after that because I had chronically inflamed Achilles tendons. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, it's not the best, especially when you're supposed to be running a lot <laughs> the in whole time. the sport. Yeah. 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 Um. I appreciate soccer quite a bit. I like it way better than American football. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think there's enough action. There's a lot of running. Yeah. I mean, it's but, a, it's a, it's a big field for a ball yeah, and it's a five people. Big, <laughs> big field. That's why you, yeah, my warm-ups used to be you have to run a mile around the field, but it was like you had to sprint the mile. Best shape of my life, I will admit. It only oh, went I downhill that. after that. Yeah, I believe that. Any time that you're doing um, a sport that requires a lot of cardio. Yeah. So Maybe that's why I have decent calves now. <laughs> I, I Everyone's like, you have ex- excellent calf musculature for someone who never exercises. I'm like, I know. Because <laughs> you used to walk on your toes all I the still time. walk on my toes. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, no, she 100% still walks on her toes. The day you found out was the toes. funniest day. <laughs> yeah, I, like, freaked out. I was like, why are you walking on your toes? And I was like, you don't, I do this all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> she just likes to feel even taller. Yeah. Yeah, I and you are. I am tall. I'm taller than most everyone in this room. <laughs> Um, we won't dwell on this. My favorite's hockey. Yeah. Ice hockey. I yeah. love it. I would have said, I might have said hockey if I didn't know you were going to say hockey because I love hockey. Yeah. It's, it is the best. I would die if I played hockey. <laughs> I don't have the, I maybe would have the muscle if I played hockey, but I just don't have the bulk needed to slam into people. The first time I got checked into a wall, I would explode yeah, like but, a grenade. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so. like, I bet I could get like good at like the precision stuff and the speed, but as far as checking when I would die. Although you could put me in goal and nobody would ever score. You're, you're right, though. You, I could you, just sit in front of the goal and eat a sandwich. And... I'll, I'll be a winger and we'll make <laughs> it work. Can you do that in hockey? Can you just sit down? <laughs> I, I imagine you could if you wanted to. But This is my goal stance. A, what, yeah, didn't, but... didn't Geico have a commercial of a walrus on the goal? That'd be me. <laughs> I'd be sitting there. <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure like the other hockey players would just like tackle you out of like, the goal. There, well, people get mad if you do that. Yeah, We've you, been watching the playoffs and, you, oh, boy. You crash the crease on a goalie. That's that's a fight. Yeah, team comes happen, after you. So. Um, all right, so how about your favorite game? Uh, So I had a hard time picking this because game is so infuriatingly vague. Yes. Um, so we've, we've been talking about Mass Effect a lot, so I'm not going to use that as my cop-out answer because we're still going to do a three-episode coming soon to a past, what is past its prologue near right. you. But uh, I think a game I play a lot that most... I, have, I actually usually am the one who has to teach it to people. Uh, there is a card game called Golf, and you score it like real-life sport golf because lowest score wins. 
like if you're playing like the basic way, first person to get to 250 points, the whole game is over. Yep, and you keep playing loses. hands until the until someone gets to 250 points. It is. I I'm not going to go into an explanation of the rules here. Maybe we'll play a game on the podcast sometime, but uh, that is probably one of the things I most enjoy teaching people how to play because everyone I've ever taught loves it. And you use two to three decks. Yeah, everybody gets nine cards, and it's the order that you flip. Them after in you are sort of thing, so. at five, pe- after you have five players, you have to use at least three decks. Yeah, and you carry. Three decks of cards I ha- in your I, purse all So the time. here's a fun fact. The reason I used to teach people golf so much is because I used to be in a show choir crew. And when you're in a show choir crew, you have half hour to hour long stretches of doing things and then eight hours of nothing. So we played cards all the damn time. We would bring Uno decks. We would. I had four packs. So I had two on me for most of my show choir crew career. But by the end of it, I had four decks on me at all times. And we would play golf, or we would play blackjack, or we would play bootleg Uno if we forgot our Uno deck, which is just crazy eights for those of you who play that game. Uh, we'd play anything, <laughs> and that would be how we spent all our hours. So I think golf is probably going to be my answer for that. What is it? She taught me how to play golf. Probably what is it? In probably the first week that we'd met each other, Ooh, yeah. we went to the dining hall. She brought her deck of cards, and I was like, "Why are you carrying around so many decks of cards because everywhere?" Cards is how you make friends, and it works. <laughs> <laughs> and so it became like a routine. Like we had like a folder, like a document in our phones yep. that would keep track of the score. I still have a golf so document then in my phone. Every single time we'd be able to keep track, and it would just already be there, set up, ready for us to go, and that would be like our lunch. And then if we if our dinner times corresponded, we would eat dinner together and play that, and we'd be there for probably like two hours every time. Yeah, and then I taught a few theater friends how to play it. Have you been indoctrinated yet? Not uh, yet. No, I actually haven't been. Oh, my but, gosh. Uh, the first thing that I noticed was that when I went to her room for the first time was just the amount of like card that's just strewn around the room. Yeah. <laughs> there were. I did have them on my uh, nightstand at the hotel when I lived there this year, so they did. they were never far if I needed them. Okay. Steven, game? Uh, game. Uh, I put two of them because I can design, uh, decide. And Uno, I chose Uno. Not because of the actual game itself. The game itself is kind of, eh. I mean, it's alright. But what I always enjoy is how every single person seems to have a different interpretation of the rules. So you don't actually play Uno to play Uno. You play Uno to have a two-hour argument before <laughs> the game. Of people just going, oh, but back in my house we used to do this. And like somebody like pulls up the official rules. But the official rules don't even let you stack plus twos, which is dumb. You know, it's all that kind of stuff. That's so the the, the way you play Uno correctly Hang is whoever has the deck makes the house rules, and then you go with it because it's their damn deck. Hang on a second. You can't stack plus twos in the official rules. Uh, apparently, there was this like Uno tweet that said that you can't stack the pluses, and everyone in that answered that tweet. Uh, just wrong. said that it was dumb. That, like they didn't care. It's a matching card. Why yeah. can't you do that? <laughs> See. It, See, it, it was correct. A, it was a whole correct. thing. Of, thanks for thanks for the input, Uno. But we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like you make the cards, and we make the rules. You stay on your own lane. Yeah, it's like Monopoly. Everyone has house rules. Uno's the same way. That's why I'm like, this is your deck. You tell us how to play, and we'll do it. So, no, Monopoly has real rules. Well, yeah, but then you make the <laughs> That's other why ones. My wife won't play with me. Yeah, <laughs> and then you. There's I have played Monopoly with so many different people and free parking you make nothing, no money goes in the middle, it goes to the bank. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you can't just put a hotel on a property. You have to build four houses. Oh, yeah. Before, no, yes, that's and, correct. And there are only a certain number of houses and hotels in the game, and they are, there's that many for a reason. Yeah. So Yeah, that, I agree with that. The free parking one's about the only thing I disagree with you on. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so we don't get on Monopoly right, tangent yeah, any so longer. Please, Brianna, Brianna tell us yes, your game. Please, please okay. say it's not Monopoly. <laughs> no, luckily it is not Monopoly. I don't know if any of you guys watched YouTube like years ago, and every person on YouTube practically was advertising for this game. It was called Best Fiends. It's this little game where you collect these little characters and you match the colors. It's like Candy Crush, but cuter, is what I like to call it. Because you go on like little adventures, and it's my probably favorite game right now. I've spent so much money on it. Because you've got to defeat the levels, and I get frustrated when I can't defeat the level after, like, ten tries, so I'll just, like, spend money. Throw money at the problem. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, isn't that what a lot of people do? Sure. Just throw money at the problem and make it go away. So it's Pokemon mixed with Candy Crush, and that's your life. Yeah, it's currently my thing. I So say the name of the game again. It's called Best Fiends. Best Fiends. It's like friends, but without the... R. Sorry, so, I don't know how to spell. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I adopted you. <laughs> because I'm, I can't spell either. That's what I'm here for. How many papers have I proofread? I, yeah, they I, balance each other out. Yeah, I, I told you last night, I even confused spell check, so it's, <laughs> it's it? that bad. I used to have her, which actually I still will have her forever, eternally. I will have her read my papers, except I finish my papers way too late at night, and then I'll text her and I'll be like, Paige... My paper's due in, like, ten minutes. Can you proofread it? <laughs> and I'm like, Brianna. <laughs> and ben she'll do it. She should do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, my so. One of my friends actually had... His mom is going back to school, and he had me proofread her paper twice. <laughs> the, last, uh, the last D&D character I made had a background that uh, I wrote out, and I made Paige proofread it for me. <laughs> And the only re- normally it's for my own benefit, so I don't care. But I was sharing this with friends, and I'm like, I don't want them to think I'm illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, um, she's going to be getting a partial share of the book that I'm going to dictate. So yeah, because um, I wants me to edit it for him. Yeah. So um, okay, so my favorite game. Hold uh, on, I bet I know. Okay, is it? Well, I have two guesses, but I think my first one's right. I'm going to say either Dungeons & Dragons uh-huh. or Magic the Gathering. Oh, both really good guesses. No, it's Lying. Uh, yes. Yeah, lying is my favorite Lying, yeah. That's what writing is for. My, I lie for a living. Um, no, it is D&D. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've been playing since I was eight. Yeah. So, hey, that's just me with Mass Effect. Maybe so I should have said that. 34 years I've yeah. played D&D. Uh, for, sorry, sorry. 44 years. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, uh, not only am I illiterate, I can't do math. Nothing so. wrong with that. I, can, I can't do really, I can't do math either. And I'm like a nursing student too, which you is have fun oh. Tell, yeah. Just let me know what hospital you end up serving at. Okay, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to let you know. But uh, I'll make sure to let whichever hospital you do eventually, like somehow end at. They have to put gravy in your veins, though. Yes, that's right. Make sure I'm cross-typed, And it has to be sausage gravy? That's what I think it would be, but like I said, cross-type me. It may be chicken. Okay. I'll make sure to um, have them check. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't want to have, I don't like going to shock or something <laughs> like that. And if you feed me vegetables, that will send me into shock. Okay, Correction, so- you want potatoes, though. That's true. Potatoes, actually, I, I like vegetables. Is a potato a vegetable, though? Yeah, it is. They, they are biologically a vegetable, but for your, like, nutritionist, they act more like starches. Yeah, it's a starch. So it's a huge I, starch. I call them varches because yes. I'm not original. Oh, varches. But they're... Varches. Uh, yeah, so rice is a big starch. Uh, milk is practically liquid sugar. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's all, basically anything that you eat, it's all got sugar in it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Unless it's green. Um, but anyway, no, D and D is my favorite. Yeah. That's what uh, I thought. So, um, okay. So that, oh, and by the way, say your game name, is something fiends. Best fiends. Best fiends. Okay. We used to watch a cartoon called making fiends. Have you ever seen it? God. No. What a show. <laughs> what is it? What a show. One season, <laughs> half hour, 15 minute long episodes and half hour segments. Yes. Uh, it was it was something else. There was this little girl. Her name was Charlotte, and she just moved to a new school. And there was an evil girl lived there named who was named Vendetta because you know irony. Yeah. And Vendetta tortured this school, and because she would make fiends. Yeah. And and the fiends were the monsters that would yeah. like eat other students and stuff. So she terrorized this school. Yeah. So she was basically like tiny Satan. And Charlotte is just this little tee-hee kind of girl, and she just wants to be friends with everybody, and she makes friends with all of Vendetta's fiends, and she's like, Vendetta is my best friend, and Vendetta just wants to kill her so desperately. So she makes all these fiends to kill Charlotte, but Charlotte makes friends with the fiends, and ends up escaping this hideous death. You were not to tee my parents. Yes. It's, it's hilarious. The Wait, show is funny. Can I still watch this? It's on oh, yeah, YouTube yeah. somewhere. It's on YouTube? Yes. Okay. There's not that many and episodes, but it's worth The animation while. is terrible, but this, it is a funny show. Yeah. So. Uh, At least my game, it's not like that. I, you get, like, cute ones. Like, they have, like, big eyes, and, like, maybe they're, like, little bugs or, like, a dog or something. And so not quite the same. But. Yeah, no, this one's like very bright, very so for children. Yes. Yeah, yeah because I'm a child. <laughs> did, I'm sorry. Did you want me to dispute that claim? Um, oh, th- thanks. You know, I was trying to maybe get you to say, "Oh no, Brianna, you're not a full child." Oh wait, you're just... say it again. Say it again. Best fiends. No, 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 no. You're say, oh. say that you're that you're. Oh, a child. that I'm not. Say, I'm a child. No, you're not. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thank oh, you. we have that recorded. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be my new, like, ringtone. I'm going to go home to my family. I'm going to tell them and be like, look, look, look what this is. It's approval. <laughs> it's proof that I'm not a child. Just don't listen to the five minutes before that. Yeah, no. The five minutes before that didn't exist. What? <laughs> okay, so the next bit is going to be favorites in movies, books, television shows, that sort of thing. And this is going to be a shortened version of a lifetime top 10 list, which again came from Rich. Yes. Which uh, we have mentioned many times yes. on this show. And we've tried to get him on the show and he's like, no. No. <laughs> in that exact tone of voice too. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but I, I said, Rich, you don't even have to leave your house. You can just call it in. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he introduced me to a lifetime top ten list. And uh, anybody that's listened to this before should already know 
But everybody has top ten lists for literally everything. Everything. I love lists. Lists are my favorite so, thing. <laughs> Rich introduced me to a top ten list where um, the way it goes is it can never be changed. The, once you put something on your lifetime top ten list, you can never, ever, for any reason whatsoever, take it back off of the list. Its position inside the list can alter. So, um, you know, because obviously if you only have one thing on the list, it sits at number one. And if something else is added to the list that you think is better, then, you know, so inside the list, it can change position, but it can never be removed from the list. So we're not going to do 10. We're just going to do, give me your top three, and we're going to do just a couple of categories. Yeah, we're not going to be uber crazy about this. So, All right, so prologue, uh, let's do, which one's first? I can't read. Uh, (laughs) Oh, because it's upside down. down. Yeah. (laughs) Um, well, let's do movies first okay, movies because is first, movies yeah. is the easy one. Um, so anyone who's listened to this before knows I only have two movies currently on my lifetime top ten list. Uh, so one for each decade I've lived. I'm doing great. Which is about right. Um, so the first one is the first How to Train Your Dragon movie, which no one is surprised by if they know me. Yep. I love that movie. I love the characters. The score is great. I could go on about it forever, so I'm not going to. Uh, the second one is the 1994 movie, The Shawshank Redemption, which is the best prison break mm. movie in existence. You like cannot Shawshank. convince me otherwise. The characters are also great in that movie. Another great Morgan Freeman yes, movie. Morgan Freeman's good in anything nice. he does, though, even if the movie's shit, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, but I, I did. I, those are the only two on my top ten list, but there is um, a movie I did want to talk about because... A lot of kids grow up with, like, Harry Potter and Star Wars. Wait, 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 wait. I want to guess. I bet you know, but you can say it. I'm surprised it's not on your list. I think it's iRobot. No, 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 no. So um, what I'm getting at is, uh, I, that is a fantastic movie. It's one of my favorites, but um, it's not on my lifetime top ten list. And neither is are any of these movies, technically. But a lot of people grew up with these big franchises. They grew up with Star Wars. They grew up with Harry mm-hmm. Potter. And while I technically did, I wasn't, like, born when they were coming out, like, hardcore. But I was here for the birth of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that has made up quite a bit of my movie-going experience over the past summers of my life. And it's something I'm hardcore invested in. The Avengers movies, the Marvel movies, so everything know, up through Endgame. That's like my Star Wars. You guys tell me if you disagree with this. So this is my... I enjoy some of the Marvel movies. But you either love them or you hate them. And I think the reason is, and I want your opinions... Because they are literally the same movie over and over and over. They okay. I have maintained this position. The only thing that separates Marvel movies from Fast and Furious movies are the continuity. Like Marvel does reward you from watching the whole movies, but each movie is pretty much just like a Fast and Furious movie of just Vin Diesel raspily saying, "Oh, my family," you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, for the record, I have seen a few of the Fast and Furious movies. But I have watched one of them probably eight times, ten times, yeah. which is Tokyo Drift. Yeah, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Man, we're in the minority with that Fast and Furious opinion. Let's end that conversation there before we get yelled at by the entirety of East Asia. <laughs> I will admit, I haven't seen any of the Fast that's and Furious fine. movies. It's really, it's really, there. you know what they are by the title. You yeah. know, that's... But you know what? There's a market for it because what are they doing? If you count Hobbs and Shaw and Tokyo Drift, what is the current movie? 13 or 12 that they've done of this? 11. Is it 11? 
There's Ooh. nine, not including Tokyo Drift and Hobbs and Shaw. So that's they're on nine, not counting on, those two. Okay, they're on so nine, not 11, counting so. those two. So I think they're eleven. Yeah, I, I bet you it, it doesn't end until there's like fifteen. I will be it's, fifty years old, yeah. and they will still be making Fast <laughs> but and Furious. Movies. But they're making a ton of money every yes. time they crank one yeah. out. Why? And not? the Marvel that's, movies are the same way. Yeah. But see, here's my thing. Everyone who is such huge Star Wars fans all agree that the prequels are shit and the sequel series is mostly shit. But I, there are parts of the sequel series I like quite a bit. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I actually enjoyed the... For, Force Awakens was yeah. very good. I, I actually enjoyed A Phantom Menace quite a bit if it hadn't been for the terrible portrayal of Anakin, Anakin Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah. I'd say that like the prequels were originally hated when they came out, but now there's a lot of like change of opinion. Uh, yeah. A lot of people are starting to kind of like go back into it and say that it was better than the than the sequels. But I think that's just nostalgia speaking. I'm going to yeah, agree so, with you on that. But but here's part of the reason I think that, uh, and we just talked about this earlier today. But when when people are young, like I was when I first saw Star Wars, and and then there's a big long pause, and then the prequels come out you still expect it to be what it was when you were a child and you want it to be all grown up now. Yeah. But Star Wars was made for kids even back then. Yeah. And the prequels were definitely George Lucas's like passion project and you saw his like spit stain all yeah. over those movies. The sequels are such a hodgepodge of story that yeah. it's almost like insulting. It, well, it was insulting because they were like, let's just reboot everything and you know, with different characters. Yeah. I, I liked that the first one felt like an homage to the originals. I'm like, okay, we have this new protagonist. They're really going to go somewhere with this. This is an interesting setup. What? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And I'm Darth sorry. Maul, by the way, the best villain in the Star Wars movies other than possibly Darth Vader. Yeah. Have you watched the Clone Wars TV show? Yes. yes. Yeah. We didn't see yeah. season seven. No spoilers. Oh, yeah. okay. No spoilers. Because just like... I'll fight you. Darth Maul goes <laughs> from this like, oh, wow, he's got like double lightsabers neat into this actual like analysis and into like how does it... Why does one like choose to like choose like the Sith philosophy, you know, like in that kind of like hatred and stuff. And then you realize that they're not that bad. It's just this whole hodgepodge of just culture wars and stuff like that so um one of the things so i read the book phantom menace before i saw the movie i think yeah and then so i i actually knew no i didn't i read it right after the movie it regard it was really close together but in the book when maul is fighting qui-gon jinn and obi-wan kenobi he is at the height of his game he is strong with the dark side of the force. He knows how to fight, and he is moving these two Jedi around at will. It, the fight is his, and he's basically toying with him, which is why he ended up losing. And um, so I was just like, man, he could have, instead of having like Count Dooku be the bad guy for the rest of the, I'm like, they should have, they should have just let Maul live. And he could have run off right after he killed Qui-Gon and, and been the bad guy for the rest of the movies. But no. Anyway, okay. I'm not going to justify Marvel anymore because we're just going to go off on like three more tangents. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> I so think they're better than the Star Wars top, top ten. So we're on movies. Yeah, I, I don't have any of them on my lifetime top ten, but I think that they made a huge impact on my life thus far. So okay. that's my that's the reason for talking about them. Even, sort of. <laughs> let's let's hear let's hear uh, up to three. 
Alright, up to three. Uh, I'm not... I just wanted to fill the three quarters, so I'm not sure if these will be, like, the top ten of my life, but they are some of my favorite movies. So, the first one will be No Country for Old Men. Uh, The second one will be Parasite. Uh, And the third one will be a lesser-known Korean movie called The Wailing, or in its Korean name, Kok Sung. I have not seen that. No, I've I've seen the other two, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is, in my opinion, uh, honestly... One of the best horror films I've ever watched. Like, The Wailing was amazing. And I highly suggest people to, like, check it out because I'm pretty sure in Hulu or something, you can find, like, uh, one with English subtitles. So, um, do you like the horror genre? I actually really do like the horror genre. I think it's... I'm going to get super English pretentious artsy-fartsy here, but I feel like it's some of the... When it's well done, it's one of the most honest genres because I feel a lot of times... uh, Art artists are kind of like restricted by these sort of like guidelines that they have to follow and stuff. While horror is all centered around breaking those uh, kind of structures or gu- guidelines, which allows a more deeper exploration of a bunch of stuff. So, give me an example of a horror film that was trash. I would say, um, I, I I think it was called Lights Out or something. Um, it was this horror movie that. Um, that basically was centered... There was originally this, like, uh, small, like, five-minute movie in which it was a woman finds out that there's, like, a demon that only appears when she turns off the light switch. And that short film was really good. But then a movie came out that was based off on top of that. And it was awful. Like, the first ten minutes were good when it was literally just that. A person <coughs> trying to escape from a demon that only appears when the lights are turned off. Okay. And then they got into, like, the whole backstory and stuff like that, which... I kind of hate how a lot of people want explanations for these sort of things because at the end of the day, first of all, it's going to be scarier if you don't understand it. And second of all, the explanations that they make are always the dumbest stuff. Yeah. So your own suspension of disbelief is often much better than the explained one. Yeah. And um, you know what I find, speaking of that, in almost any movie I watch, I can watch and they can they can come up with this completely far-reaching thing and you're just supposed to accept it. And I will. And then they find like a free taxi during rush hour. I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't believe this movie yeah. anymore. <laughs> lies. <I'm> a- <laughs> lies. Scurrilous lies. <laughs> so uh, it's the simplest things in movies that make me just go, no, this is trash. Yeah, that's and- <laughs> why The Shape of Water doesn't work for me. I love Guillermo del Toro's stuff. Pan's Labyrinth, great movie. But first off, she bangs a fish. Second off, she fills an entire room in her house with water in a shitty old, like, apartment complex with wooden floors and nothing happens. It's the power of love. Get out. <laughs> Leave my theater. There are parts of that movie that are really good. The acting is fantastic. It's really worth seeing at least once, but, oh boy. There are some things that even my suspension of disbelief is just... <laughs> the fish banging movie. Anyway, please continue yeah, on so. before I go on another rant about it. Well, All right, let's have it. I guess I speaking of fish, then I guess we should talk about how probably one of the movies on my top 10 would have to be The Little Mermaid. I When what, how old were you when you saw The Little Mermaid? I was probably 5 the first time I saw it, and it instantly became my favorite movie. I had the way that so the way that my elementary school worked is so we would have morning kindergarten then we'd have afternoon kindergarten i was afternoon kindergarten every day before i'd go to school i would watch the little mermaid and that's all i did i drove with my family we drove down to 
Tennessee. Ten-hour drive. I watched The Little Mermaid on repeat. The whole ten-hour drive there. That was all I watched. I made everyone in my family sit through ten hours of watching The Little Mermaid over and over and over again. Every child does that to their parents, though. Yeah, I really... So, um, okay, is that still your favorite Disney film? That's a hard question. I don't know if it's my Why favorite. Why don't we do, we need to favorite. do a Disney episode someday. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, or uh, or Pixar or That's something. Good. Okay, so, um, I mean, your listing is one of your favorite movies, so it's still got to be one of your favorite. Yeah. All right, so of all the Disney films that you've seen, which one do you think had the best overall soundtrack? Are we say are we soundtrack Song, or score? songs? Not score. Okay, soundtrack. songs. Yeah. Soundtrack. Soundtrack. I've seen so many of them. This can be near impossible. Wait. Because I think the Little Mermaid would is very high on my I list. I rated yeah. Little Mermaid highest. I think on mine. Wait, the because Lion there King. were there were a lot. The Lion a King was a lot of yeah. great. Yeah. Lion King's uh, score is fantastic. Um, I will listen to it in my so free what do you time. Think? My my coin then tossing it to the hat will be Hercules. Yes. Okay, so I, and I think Hercules was an underrated film. Yes, it is. People need to give Hercules more credit. So Zero to Heroes a bomb. Zero to Hero <laughs> is my favorite. So, um, um, so in The Little Mermaid, I don't know. Probably. Uh, so there, there's a lot of great songs. Under the Sea was the most fun. Part of Your World was a great song. Yeah, Kiss the Girls. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I definitely won't sing that sometimes when I'm by myself in no, my room. not at all. Don't attack me like that. Um, so, but I think that my favorite Disney song ever came out of Mulan. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's so, really fair. Uh, Mulan's girl, only got like four songs in it. I know. Isn't that crazy? A girl we're fighting for is hilarious, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, it's only got four songs, but people remember the songs, you know? Yeah. Like, Oh, Lion King, same winners. I think there's only like four songs in Lion King. Yeah, yes. Thank you, Elton John. Yeah, Elton John did something. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, uh, the Little Mermaid. What else? Um, what else do I got? Oh, um, I got Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, that was such a good movie. Ooh, I remember the yeah. first time I watched that. That like changed my life. I feel like that was when I knew I had hit like my teenage years. Was when Perks of Being a Wallflower affected like my soul. <laughs> as to where I like watched it and I was like I'm a changed person like my entire view on life is different <laughs> alright that's fair that's a great movie yeah. that's a good book too did never you, read the book did you pick a third one I did I did pick a third one but I don't know if it would be on my top ten it's a movie that I really enjoy though it's Avatar okay with the blue people yeah, yeah not, not the Navi not the last Airbender movie. Yeah, yeah, let's be clear. That movie is not allowed in our house. <laughs> Very clear. James Cameron's Avatar, not Avatar: The Last Airbender. And not oh my god, that Shyamalan. was a piece of garbage movie. <laughs> so uh, I loved Avatar. I saw Avatar in the theater five times. Oh, I was going to say once seven. in IMAX. Yeah, I saw it in IMAX 3D. Was I think the first time that okay. I saw it. You saw it in IMAX 3D. Yeah. When after after the tree was destroyed and all the ash was fallen and the the bird thing lands, Banshees. 
and all the ash. Yeah. I felt like I was getting ash all over yeah. me. <laughs> I looked down and I was like, uh, See? nope, nope, yes. I'm good. It was that good. And it was that good in IMAX well, 3D. And they filmed it in 3D. That's why it was yeah. done so well. It oh, was, they filmed it, it in 3D? Yes, they did. Look up anything on the production of yeah. that movie. It's awesome to watch. It's, it's such a good movie. So, I love watching it. Yeah. Um, James Cameron may be a douche of a guy, but man, yeah. knows how to make films. Yeah. So. Um, okay, that's cool. Yeah. What is it? I've actually, I've been to, if you go to Disney World, they have like the yeah. Pandora mm. area. I went there. It, unfortunately, it was right after it had just opened. So the lines there were like three, four hours yeah. long to get through it. And I was like, I'm only here for two hours. I can't stand in a line for three it was so sad, but I remember going over there. The ground like glows. It's the coolest thing. I would mind seeing that. Yeah, that'd be oh. fun. I just want to go to uh, Harry Potter World in Orlando. So it is also very fun. Lines very long. Don't go during Christmas. Uh, never. No. It's a bad mistake. Don't do it. All right. Anyway, I have I have the actual number off of my lifetime top ten list. Yeah. All right. Um, the Godfather. Yes. With an asterisk. Because you want the... Because if I can have the Godfather saga, which is all three movies in chronological order, that is what I will pick. Otherwise, it's the first movie. Yeah. First Godfather is a fantastic film. Yes. The second one is Schindler's List. Oh, God. I cannot bring myself to watch that more than once a year. It's... It really hurts me. It really does. That's a... My third one is Gone with the Wind. I used to watch that with my grandmother every... uh, All the time. And I still watch it every year around her birthday. So, um, but a, a great film. Yeah. Uh, I recently, last year, maybe the year before, added Blade Runner, the first Blade Runner, to my top ten That's list. Good, both the Blade Runner movies. Both of the Blade really Runners good. were really good. They are films. really good movies. I haven't watched the second Blade Runner. But, what? But I like how people were just expecting it to be a cash grab, and it turned out way better. No, than it's it could. It was be. really good. Yeah, it's really good. So uh, Rich and I had an ongoing debate about whether Deckard was in fact a replicant nope. or not. I would. And I said, nope. I, I, "You're stoned. He's not a replicant." Yeah. And so he's like, no, because the director said, I said, the director's got nothing to do with it. He didn't write it. Mm-hmm. Deckard's not a blade. Uh, he's not a replicant. Yeah. Yes, whole- he is. So then we saw the new movie and sure we walked out he and he goes, not- all right, Deckard's not a replicant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what good movies both those are. Yes. They are so, both phenomenal um, sci-fi. Okay. And you are all here for the official announcement of my newest Ooh. addition to my top 10 all-time list is I am officially adding Forrest Gump to oh. my list. You'll put Forrest Gump over Shawshank Redemption? That surprises yes, I will. me. Um, so, um, and first of all, the soundtrack. The soundtrack is oh excellent. God. Uh, Tom Hanks is a national treasure. If we, I, when he got COVID, I was about to set the world on fire. He and his wife both got it. Yes, they did, and it was not fair. <laughs> so um, anyway, so yes, uh, I now have five movies on my top ten all time top ten list, and uh, Forrest Gump takes the fifth spot. All right, Forrest Gump. So uh, yeah. So everybody always was like, oh, I know Star Wars or Empire or something like that's going to be on your list. No. 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 I, I love the Star Wars franchise, 
Yeah. No, no way. Yeah. No, listen, none of the Marvel movies are ever going to be in my lifetime top ten, let me be clear. But as far as movies that have had an impact on okay, it, have, it's those. Have we all seen some of the Marvel movies? Yeah. Yes. I think uh, I've seen all of them. Okay, so right now, what's your favorite one? Go. Uh, Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> Iron Man, top three. Okay. Easy, Winter Soldier. Oh, Yay. look at him. Yeah. Yay. Don't freeze up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I can't, like, pick a favorite. I'm so indecisive. Yes. She knows this about me. Yes. Okay, so, been- say your top three again. Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, first Iron Man. Okay. Then Winter Soldier, and then... No it- way on, no. on three. But, uh, so Iron Man was a great... He Iron Man's in my top five. Yeah. Not my top three. Oh, I no. cannot. I literally deer in the headlights. Oh, I know. I can't figure it out. I like, which I one didn't... of you? Which one have you seen the most? Which one have I seen the most? Mm-hmm. Um, probably the first Iron Man movie. I probably have seen the most. So that would that would say to me it's at least in your top five. Yeah. Okay. There we go. We'll say, <laughs> we'll, we'll say we'll put that one as like the number one. Let's go with it. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Oh, such Winter a- Soldier. Yeah. See? Winter, yeah. Winter Soldier's four for me. And yeah. And Endgame is five. And um, this one is... The, the next one becomes a little more difficult for me. The Avengers would be higher in my list, but in my mind, it was only as good as it was because of the movies that led up to yeah, it. Yeah, but that's the Not whole... Not that it wasn't po- a no, good movie. But Joss, that's the whole Joss point Wheaton made of a it. great movie. Yeah. But um, but uh, Winter Soldier was amazing. And first yeah. of all, everybody gives um, the Captain America franchise shit. I think oh. that it was the strongest yeah, of, the, of all of the bits. As, as I mentioned previously, I think this why everyone likes the Marvel movies in general is because if you watch the whole movies and know the whole lead up, it's re- it's got a really good payoff. In my opinion, Winter Soldier is. Honestly, one of the only movies in the MCU I say I actually like as a movie and not as part of the MCU. It's something that can stand alone with itself. Yeah, it was it was really well done. And also, I'm a little surly that uh, Black Widow and Captain America didn't end up yeah, together because they had a with, really great screen Bruce? dynamic. Really? Not Cap? <laughs> that, uh. that whole Bruce Banner and like, Black Widow thing was just so weird. Yeah, I thought no it seemed very forced. Yeah. Yeah. That was the only... So. like. Joss Whedon decision in those movies where I was like, really? But Cap and Black Widow had great dynamic between them. Yes, they did. Oh, okay. And also, uh, you have to watch this. And I can even show you the clips. But this is one of my, this is one of the things that is my suspension of disbelief thing. Anytime somebody's driving down the road in a vehicle, you know how they're actually doing that. It used to be like green screens or whatever that they, anymore, they actually put the vehicle on a trailer. And they tow the trailer. It was like the James and they film Harden, it. like, um, what is it? It was the carpool karaoke yep. yeah. scandal when, like, everyone came out. They were like, oh, my gosh, he doesn't actually drive the car. And I'm like, how do you think he's able to do full Broadway, like, choreography while driving in L.A. traffic? Right. It's not possible. So one of the things that I, that I find that and I see all the time, and I saw this in Winter Soldier, so Cap and Black Widow have they're in a truck and they're on their way to uh, go to find the hi- the uh, shield Hydra base whatever, and you he's driving, <laughs> but the gear shifts in park. <laughs> it's like at least put it in neutral so we can be like sort of convinced. We can pretend. 
So, uh, but I love finding stuff like that. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on. Yeah, we'll do a Marvel episode someday, guys. I promise. Um, let's uh, let's say television series. Uh, so I'm pretty sure I've mentioned all three of these in my lifetime. These are in no particular order right now because I don't feel like ordering them is safe until I get at least five. Yep. But uh, my top three of all time, since we brought up the terrible M. Night Shyamalan movie, I'm going to say this one first. Avatar The Last Airbender is the best animated series I've ever seen by a decent margin. Still haven't okay. watched it. Oh, I'm going to throttle sir. you. Excellent, sir. <laughs> uh, Firefly, which we did a whole episode on. That doesn't surprise anyone. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. We literally have the same three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Breaking Bad. That is a show where you have to pay attention to every little damn thing. So I actually had them uh, Firefly, Breaking Bad, and... Yeah, and these aren't in any order. I just wrote them down and Avatar. I remembered them. But They're such good shows. I, it's unreal. The only other one I was tempted to put on the list, and but it, it's not on my top ten list yet, was MASH. Oh, that's right. You watch MASH I watch MASH a lot. So, okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Steven. Uh, I've only really watched a couple of shows like tv shows i don't watch tv shows at all so the only one i actually put there uh, that would have in the top 10 of live will be true detective season one i haven't watched two season two or three but i believe true detective season one was just amazing that sounds like uh, a show I, your mom would watch. Uh, actually, it sounds like one grandparents would watch. And yeah, not that's mom. true. Yeah. <laughs> I actually find it funny because I talked to one of my friends into watching it, but they don't watch it because they hated my, Matthew McConaughey. And I just told them <laughs> the good part about the t- show is that Matthew McConaughey, bleh, I can't even McConaughey. say it. McConaughey. There yeah. we go. The plays the exact opposite character of his like actual real-life counterpart. Anti-religion, surly as hell, hates the South. It's it's just weird to just see him play that kind of role and then see the interviews with him. And you're just like, wow, you are I'm, not that man. I like Matthew McConaughey fine. Yeah, I like him fine. So, I have no real qualms uh, with Matthew McConaughey. The best movie I think he did was with Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, what was it called? A Time to Kill. That's, yeah, that's not a bad movie. That was a good movie. That's not bad. And um, yes, I totally would have killed those guys and... I totally would have acquitted him if I was on the jury. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I heard a lot of great praise around one of uh, his movies that was around, uh, I think, a man who like sold, I think, sexual disease kind of uh, cures or something. I think there was a huge like movie about that that was highly rated, but I can't remember the name right now. Doesn't ring a bell. Um, I, I'm not that into the Matthew McConaughey scene. I'm... <laughs> Sorry, but he does kind of play the same. Yeah, I was gonna say he's movie, which is fine. I don't, I, mean, I don't mind. He does. I mean, fine. let's face it. Robert Downey Jr. doesn't have to act to play Tony Stark. No, he is. <laughs> that was the role that saved his life. Bless yeah. his heart. So, I, and you know what? He was really great in the Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah, too. I know. And I don't even really like Richie those Sherlock movies Holmes that much. But really he was great. Good. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was a good movie. Yeah, he was in a, um, another so, movie while he was doing. Uh, it was like The Judge or something, and that movie wasn't terrible. His acting in it was really good, at least. So. All right, television series, Brianna. Um, it probably would be Supernatural because nice. I'm addicted to it. It nice, was, nice, 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 nice. it was sort of what would sort of, it was what I watched when I sort of was over watching like little kid, I guess like TV shows. I went to Supernatural, and that was actually what started like. My liking towards, I guess, like, scarier things, I guess I would say. Yeah. 
So, the um, first five seasons of Supernatural are some truly excellent television. Yeah. Rich said that he loved Supernatural until um, season seven, the angel showed up. Castiel. Castiel. And, and then he said after that, he thought it was garbage. Yeah. Six, season six Cass. and seven were not. The, the, look, let me rephrase that. The second half of season six was way better than part one. But after season five, you could tell the quality so, went downhill. So a bit. he said what he enjoyed was the uh, episodic, you know, like monster of the yeah, week. Yeah, but he's thing. always been a monster. Yeah. Like when it got to the overarching stories, he was probably real done with it. So. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> from every supernatural fan that I've heard, is the fact that this show should have ended like. In like two different parts, but they just kept on going and going. Mm. And going. Oh yeah. yeah, I think if they weren't going to end at five, like by the time season thirteen came around, I'm like, this would be a great season to end it on. There's a lot of stuff you could wrap up in the season, and then they did two more after that. So yeah, it's fine. You know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, at least it still isn't like just continuing to just go on. No, and they 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 finally ended <laughs> Supernatural. For those of you who aren't in the scene anymore, it's at, over after fifteen seasons. And I don't know how well the cast is taking that, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, what is, I've been seeing um, pictures of them because I follow them on Instagram, and it seems like they're doing pretty well. Jensen's got, like, a family beer company. Oh, that's um, right. He does. Jared's he? doing something. He was doing another show. Yeah, he was doing another show on CW, I think. I don't yeah. remember what it's called. But, yeah. So, any others? Any other television series? No, that's probably the only one that I would put in, like, my top ten, just okay. because it was such, like, a turning point, I feel like, in my life when I started watching that. Yeah, that's really fair. Okay. So, then, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I listed yours. You listed all of mine, so. <laughs> nice. uh, let's go down to books. Uh, I only have one on my all-time top ten I only list. have two. So. Um, I, I threw another couple in there because I like giving them shout-outs, but the book Thief by Marcus Zusak tears me up every time. That is, uh, for those of you who have never read that book, it's getting way more popular in schools now as, like, required reading because a lot of, uh, especially, like, high school, uh, will do books on the Holocaust, and this is a fictional book that takes place during the Holocaust, and it is this little German girl named Liesel and her adopted family, and during World War II, they are... By the time things are starting to get really, really bad, they are hiding a Jew in their house. And it's just the life of this little girl throughout World War II. And, uh, you know, they would burn piles of books in the streets, and she would steal books because she wanted to learn how to read and be literate, and she would read them to the man in the basement when he was sick and everything. And it's a very, very good book. I recommend it to anyone. Uh, it will make you cry. It's the first book that ever made me cry, but it's a fantastic novel. Um, and then... I threw another couple in there. Uh, the Art of Racing in the Rain by Garth Stein. I took you to see that movie, which that is not as good as the book. made me cry. I literally left the movie theater yelling at her, being like, why would you ever take me to see something that's so sad? It was like, I was just sobbing as we left the movie theater. The, the book is worse, let me promise you that. And the book is also darker. Much darker. Like, they toned it down a little bit so people could take their kids to see a friendly dog movie. <laughs> Even though it's sad at the end, but oh boy, the book, it, it honestly would have done better as a miniseries because you could have kept some of those elements in. Like, it's the book gets real dark. But, um, and then I want to throw the last book of my one of my favorite book series, uh, The Raven Cycle, is the series, and the fourth book is The Raven King. Uh, there's three books before that, of course, but I think the finale really pulled it all together quite well. So, okay. uh, Raven Cycle in general, but The Raven King was the best book. Steven? Um, 
I'm not because I read so much books. I really feel hesitant to call these uh, four books that I have part of my all-time top ten. But the four books I have written right now that I really like is The Stranger by Albert Camus, uh, The Stormlight Archives by Brandon Sanderson, American Gods by Neil Gaiman, and Kafka and the Shore by Haruki Murakami. I started reading Stormlight, mm-hmm. um, well, listening to it on Audible, mm-hmm. and I that that was one of those cases where I didn't like the reader. And so I quit it, but I think that it would have been a really good book. And I'm, I may even go back to it. Yeah, it's one of those books that you really have to break past the first couple of chapters before it just becomes, just kind of closes you in. And what was it? I have, the third book actually came out a while ago, and I still haven't read it. I really need to get around doing that. So it's a very popular series, though. Yeah. Yes, it I, is. And um, I have a copy <laughs> of American Gods. I just haven't opened it yet. So I, I, that's a book I need to get around to reading. They, there's a Stars show. That I would love to watch, but I'm not going to watch it until I read it. Oh, so. yeah. The, I, from what I've heard about the show, they have really gone off the rails. I mean, that's stars. What do you expect? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they they did Outlander, so. <laughs> and everyone loves Outlander. Brianna? Um, I would probably have to say Harry Potter. I can't pick a specific book from it. But the reason why, though, isn't necessarily because... Like, the books are, like, this amazing work of art. It's more just because I really struggled at reading. So by the time I hit third grade, I'd finally gotten out of, like, my assisted reading classes. And I was like, I'm going to prove to myself that I can read a book, like, a big book by myself. So I decided to try reading Harry Potter, and I got through the whole book, like, the whole entire series... And I felt so accomplished by the time I hit the end of it. Like, if it took me a month or two to read a book, just because of how slow I was at reading, I was still accomplished. It was just, like, the best thing to me that I would actually took the time to sit down, read through the entire book, and I made it through. And I think that's sort of what started for probably, like, five years after that. I would stay up until easily, like three or four o'clock in the morning reading books every night. My grandma would come in my room and she'd be like, Brianna, why are you still awake? She's like, you go to bed. And I'm like, but grandma, just one more chapter. Four chapters later, I'm still awake. And I, let's just say I didn't get a lot of sleep for a couple years. <laughs> Those are good books. They are good books. Yeah. I read them in uh, well, elementary school, I, I think. I was saying good books keep you awake. I yeah. wasn't necessarily advocating Harry Potter. I mean, you should. But. So, okay. <laughs> I made it through the first book and halfway through the second one. And then I you have to at least away. read the Azkaban. Um, Prisoner of Azkaban is so good. Now, I saw all yeah. of the movies. I know that doesn't count, but... If you made me pick my favorite movie, I would say Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix so. is actually my least favorite book. Yep, yeah, that's what I, you said. Order of Phoenix is so long. It's not even that. I think it's just uh, they could have thrown some of it into the Half-Blood Prince or Goblet of Fire, and I, it still yeah, would have worked. I feel like Half-Blood Prince just kind of freezes up and doesn't know what to do with it. I like mm-hmm. Half-Blood Prince quite a bit, actually. Yeah, but like, there's certain parts of the book that are just completely just, oh, yeah, that kind of happens, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, <laughs> Harry Potter. I only have two on my list. The first one is The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, and uh, I, if I I am tempted to put The Lord of the Rings on this as a compilation as well, yeah. but I haven't yet. And honestly, the only reason The Lord of the Rings would make it for me is 
Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship of the Ring is a great Which was which is, the best of... It's, yes. it, in my opinion, it's a better book than The Hobbit. Yes, it is. But because it's not a standalone novel, um, I don't I don't have it on my list. Uh, the Hobbit is a great... Fellowship's my favorite movie, too. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. They're um, all good, let me be clear. But uh, so, I love uh, Fellowship as you a don't want You don't want me to get started on the movies. Nope. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm struggling right now. We'll be to, here for another. Oh like, three my hours. god! Why did they have to do that? They had a chance to make them a movie for the ages, and they went for attendance. Ugh. Okay. And the other book is The Art of War. Um, so everybody uh, says that you know, if if you talk to them about, hey, this book changed my life. A lot of people, the Bible. I read it. It changed my life. I read The Art of War. It changed my life. Um, it, um, so one of the biggest things I learned out of that was that, um, you can, the adage that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink is very true. But if you, uh, listen to what Sun Tzu's got to say, you can sure as hell make him wish they had taken that drink. (laughs) 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 So, um, yeah, uh, art of war, um, definitely ahead of his time. Uh, just an amazing mind. So, and it's not very long. It's like, I don't know, that thick. It's so that's books. All right. Bonus category. Oh, favorite food. Oh God. Um, I, that's actually one of the favorites I've gone through quite a bit because I was a very picky eater as a child, not necessarily always by choice because when I was very small, I couldn't eat a lot of things. So my diet was limited by, physical ability to eat and then i was just very picky so my diet has definitely changed quite a bit but i think i'll if you don't want to pick a favorite food pick a favorite meal oh god that's even harder um so i'm just gonna go out uh this was my favorite for a long time and it's still definitely top three i don't know if i'd still put it at one but i love tacos i will eat what the it's this oh wait a minute let's define tacos yeah like yeah i preferably if i have a taco like especially if i don't eat one at home i will i prefer soft shell i prefer meat cheese uh depending on what they have i I don't usually do tomatoes i'm not a huge tomato person but uh depending on like what kind of sauces the particular place has i'll throw some of that on there Mexican food in general is a pretty good bet for me, which is very sad because it's the one also like the only food that makes my breast stink worse than anything. It no, without fail, no matter what, if I have tacos with anything, enchiladas are top notch. My mom's enchiladas are phenomenal, and she never makes them. Yeah, but it's very sad. But I'll I'll even just push tacos aside and just say Mexican food in general okay. is probably my favorite food group that I eat on the fair, rig. Fair, fair. Steven? Uh, to me, arguably my favorite food would be my mother's mapa tofu. Uh, because uh, I always joke with her about this, but it's partially true. Every time I get home from, like, university or just, like, coming from, like, a long while, you know, I never really feel like I'm at home until I have one of her, like, dishes, you know? And mapa tofu is usually that one that I can just keep shoveling into my mouth without <laughs> any, like, without abandon or reason. Just mapa tofu. And have a bowl of rice, and that's it. Okay, so what is what's in that dish? Uh, basically, it's kind of like a spicy combination between uh, pork uh, or other kinds of meat and tofu itself, uh, and can, this kind of like creamy, kind of like not creamy exactly, but very uh, 
well, almost visco. Well, I won't say visco. It depends on the consistency. Uh, but kind of like spicy sauce, like Szechuan sort of thing. Okay. I, it's pretty simple, but it's a very like, like comfort food, very close to my heart. Rihanna. Um, I would probably have to say that my favorite. I might have to go with a meal, I guess, which would be I make homemade Alfredo sauce. It's the easiest thing, though. That How do you I make, make it? I make it, it's a stick of butter, two cups of Parmesan cheese, um, one cup of whole cream, and then pepper. Can I can I suggest an extra ingredient? What? Borson. What's borson? Uh, so uh, if you go to a store and you go to like the specialty cheese or charcuterie section. You can section, usually find them at Kroger. Yeah, so it's like, a, it's almost like a cream cheese and it's got like herbs and stuff in it. Yeah. If you if you take a packet of that and and melt it out in your Alfredo sauce, give it a shot. Paige knows where uh, to get it. Uh, but uh, uh, if you uh, if you do that and then try your Alfredo sauce before, and then drop that in there and mix it up and try it after, and then give me a call and tell My me how right I was. Completely changed. <laughs> Yeah. So I'll be real with you. I eat Italian food and like pasta and fettuccine Alfredo and stuff more than I eat Mexican food. And it's usually a bit more like palatable to me, probably. But, uh, and that way I almost picked like cheesy pasta. But I was like, you know what? Someone else will probably say that. So yeah, I should, it'll be me. I should throw, <laughs> I should throw Mexican food in there to spice it up because I'm a real hoe for anything Italian. Oh boy, pizza pasta. I'm in line. I, I, it does not matter what it is. I was like, you have a new little Italian joint in town. Let's go bread. Yes. Thank you. I'll eat all of it. Also, if you enjoy cooking at home at all, I cannot suggest an instant pot enough. We can't take him to school. Let me have any more appliances. So, um, I got an instant pot three, four years ago, probably three. And, um, I started cooking a whole lot more. And I watch a YouTube channel also called uh, Pressure Luck. And it's a guy named Jeffrey that lives in the New York area. And he's made an entire industry out of the Instant Pot, just making recipes. I have his cookbook. And I started making stuff like uh, fettuccine Alfredo. And whoever thought I would take a whole chicken and turn it into homemade chicken and dumplings. And it's easy to do. Yeah, yeah you just... Toss those suckers in. For example, if you want some like pulled pork with like barbecue sauce, you just toss it in. Just toss it in and give it time. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the other thing too is the instant pot will also saute, so I can even make my clam chowder in it. Have you had my clam chowder? I don't yes, remember the if first you... time I came over, you made. That's clam what chowder. I thought. That's what I thought. So and. It was really good. I don't usually like clam chowder. Right. But it was so good, I was like, I need to go have another bowl of so, this. So a lot of the, a lot of the guys at, at work, they're like, clam chowder? I don't like seafood that much. I'm like, all right, you try it, and then if you don't like it, I'll give you money. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're allergic to seafood, take the clams out and you have potato soup. Boom. So, yeah, I have actually used the same base, taken the seafood out, and then uh, put in extra potatoes yeah. and made potato soup. Yeah, sorry if you can't eat seafood. So, but. Um, but then, so my clam chowder is the best I've ever had. Yeah. Golden Corral gets your, like, closest to yours I've ever had. Golden Corral gets damn near, but it's not quite right. But, uh, and my, and it's super easy. 
And with the Instant Pot, it's even easier because the only the hardest thing to do is chopping up an onion and sautéing it in a stick of butter, which is not difficult to do. But now with the Instant Pot, I can do that first and then dump everything else in, and it's done. It's, <laughs> so, um, okay, so favorite. This is difficult, I, but honestly, I would say if I had to pick uh, sushi. Yep, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. That didn't surprise right. me. Uh, uh, so I, I like a lot of different kinds. Um, he's a sushi boat kind of man. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you, you know, let the chef decide and just bring me a boat of it. Um, but, um, I like a lot of, um, calamari is good. Um, there, some of the tunas that I've had are good. Uh, I prefer, um, the, uh, yellowtail over, um, some of the other tuna I've had. I've never had bluefin. I would like to try it, but... Uh, Go anywhere that's not here, and maybe you'll find some. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, what, 90% of the bluefin is uh, uh, shipped to Japan. Yeah, and so. it's kind of going extinct anyway, because we're overfishing it. But it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's great. We're not overfishing our oceans or polluting so, them. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but I do love it. I not even necessarily have to have... I even like California rolls. I'd, Really depends on where you go. There's a really good spot over in Mattoon, uh, Fujiyama. They make pretty good stuff. Um, they're proud of it. You got to pay for it, but that's um, cost of quality. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the cost of quality. So, all right. Well, um, that anybody have any other questions? Yeah, I sure don't. No, okay. <laughs> no. I think. No. Yeah, I don't think brain I'm empty. Okay. Well. Um, hey, we appreciate you guys taking the time to chat with us about this. And um, what have we been at this for? About, I don't know. Our usual, probably. 15, hour and 17 minutes. But yeah. that's all right. Yeah. That's um, as long as our next Mass Effect episode is going to be. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I'm um, speaking of that, uh, I'm probably a quarter of the way. Maybe? I am only a little farther than you. So we're so, getting there. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be out before long, but uh, wanted to introduce you to uh, Prologue's friends. So until we get to talk to you guys next time, we thank both of you for being on the show. Yes, thank you for and, joining us. Uh, I am the past. And I'm the Prologue. And we will talk to you all later. See you next time.